Good evening and welcome to Adventures and Lollygagging. Thank you for once again joining us for our Hyborian tales as we dive into Modiphius's 2D20 Conan, an age undreamed of. So we're going to go through a little character introduction and then a short recap, and then we're going to jump right into the action and see how these uh, this group of adventurers fares at a very interesting party. So why don't we start out with Ashley? Tell us a little bit about Aurelia and her war story. So Aurelia, she is our hunter, and uh, my village is not marked on any maps, and it doesn't have a name. It's, well, nothing now. Our home used to be on the outer reaches of the village, and it often stunk of sheep. Mom used to burn herbs to try and mask the smell, but it made the smell stronger. I hated it. I often spent my time in the woods away from the smells and my family, silent and watching our village and flock. I preferred it that way. When I was a child, my tasks were simple. I was a lookout just watching and warning as needed, but it wasn't often needed. It was when I was 13 I had my first bleed. My responsibilities grew and shifted. I was a woman now, and it was my right to hunt. My cousin Nara took over my tasks, but she was jittery. And she wasn't good at listening or staying quiet. I should have. Anyways, I learned to like hunting and ranging the hills and looking for food to bring home. I enjoyed the quiet, but the quiet didn't last long. It was my 17th hunt and I was far from home when I could smell the burning on the wind. I noticed a large black cloud blooming over the tree line where our village should be. I ran. I knew it was wrong. Something had gone Amiss. Our elders were sick from winter. What if we had been attacked? I wasn't sure how they would fare. Was it wolves? Was it men? Uh, I prayed to my mother's gods that my family was safe. It took me two days of running to return. And as I quickly approached home, I knew my fears were true. My sheep were quiet, their corpses bloated and swarming with flies in the field. Uh, what was left of my home was smoldering and crumbled to ash at my touch. I was silent as I moved through the rest of the village. I knew my mother would be in my aunt's home to protect the children. Three bandits sat fat and happy in the middle of the remains of my aunt's home, eating their fill of our food, our supplies burning to keep them warm. The bodies of my family piled carelessly next to them. Nara, with her sweet, chubby cheeks, still lifeless among the rubble. As I watched them eat, the churning in my stomach settled. I wasn't sure if there were more of them, but I've always been practical and quiet. I've always done what needed to be done, so I hunted. Thank you so, for that, Ashley. That was, uh, that was wonderful. Very nice, Aurelia. All right, Stephen, why don't you tell us about Sobek and his war story? Sobek's war story is his graduation into the priesthood. It was a final ritual that not many survive. And this was in the Temple of Set, but also the Temple of Sobek. He was put into a room 
surrounded by cushions, elaborately decorated marble walls. And within that room, out of several holes in the floor from underneath the cushions, hundreds and hundreds of snakes begin to pour out and surround him. The strangest, though, was that from a head crawling out of a door was a large crocodile. It was not quite a true crocodile. It had a very elongated body, elongated tail, and smooth scales like that of a snake. And Sobek's mission, his responsibility, the way he was able to pass this trial was by saying incredibly still as he was bitten by dozens and dozens of these snakes over and over. And then finally the crocodile came forth, swallowed him whole. He does not remember what happens after that, but he woke up the next day and was considered a priest of Set. And these are the thoughts that he dwells on in his current state right now. He goes back to that trial and remembers that if he could survive that, he can survive this. Very nice. So Sobex is equally disturbing. Um, let's move on to Jeff. Let's hear a little bit about Zamir's war story. Zamir Azad, Black Hand Assassin. He's, he's from Zamora, but it is not the only place that he has worked. He has been sent many places. In Magyar, for instance, the red city of Corinthia. Zamir was hired to salvage a botched contract. The Black Hand has sent a much lesser assassin to remove um, a wealthy noble whose name shall not be uh, shared here. Sadly, the lesser assassin failed in their attempt to make the noble's death appear uh, as an accident, uh, as a, uh, a runaway wagon in the Agora. Even more tragically, the lesser assassin died in the process, having been betrayed by thieves in the maze hired to support the task. Now, the noble also survived and fled into the house of Nabonidus, aware now that his life was threatened. Now, Nabonidus is, as you all know, the Red Priest, and his home is one of the most feared places in the Red City, known to some as the Murder Castle. Now, to slip into such a place, assassinate a protected noble, and leave without drawing the ire of Nabonidus was all but impossible. But... Lesser assassins have neither Zemir's boldness, nor his smile, nor his taste for women well beyond his years. It did not take long to win over the lovely cook Nabonidus employed, Madame Giles, I called her. And it took even less time to convince her to add a very special ingredient to the dinner of the Corinthian noble who hid within. And from what Zemir has heard, Madame Giles... She still lives, her treachery having never been discovered, uh, but she has retired now after discovering an unexpected bag of coins in her unmentionables. And thus, the contract was fulfilled, with steel never drawn, and Zemir never having to step foot inside the infamous murdered castle. Very nice. Uh, Melissa, how about Roya? Oh, we, we skipped over to me. 
Yes, we did. I like to keep things fresh. We'll go back to, to long. You did. <laughs> I was in the middle of type, type, typing. I was like, oh, goodness. Okay. So um, with her, with um, Roya's cast story was the face that she had faced starvation and was kicked out of her village. And so this story happens not long after. Um, after being cast out of Vesic for loyalty to Rishim during the drought, wandered along the Zaporoska River for what seemed like months, gather, hunting and gathering as best as we could to try to get our strength back after this long, long drought. Uh, one night, we had made camp with our ragtag group of outcasts and awoke to a shriek of pain. A giant scorpion had stung Elam with his tail, and Elam was flying through the air, impaled. I awoke Nyla and Aram, and we raised our meager weapons to battle this toughened creature. A bloody battle ensued, with the scorpion taking out Nyla with its claws, and Aram and myself being brought near death. One final dagger strike from myself felled the scorpion, but Aram and I were near death. We walked and practically crawled our way up the river, trying to find someone, anyone who could provide us with assistance. And across the river, a younger man was traveling solo, and we were able to get assistance from him. And this is how Roya met Zamir. Thank you. All right. And now back to Long and Sir Drusus Jildon. Yes, I'm Sir Drusus Jildon, a noble warrior of Corinthia. After being kicked out of my homeland as petty noble, far from the line of the throne, I started my adventures, my first one, not far. Nearby village, a dark shadow loomed. A mysterious cult had taken over, holding in the forest nearby. The cult worshipped dark gods and sought to bring disaster that would plunge the village into chaos. I set out into the forest with what meager followers I built up, determined to end their evil schemes. I battled fierce beasts, conquered treacherous terrains. The cult had prepped sacrifices to their god to bring unknown disasters they sought. I charged the temple, interrupted their rituals, and overcame their numbers, emerging victorious. After destroying, their, after destroying their altar and their evil relics, I returned to the village, seen as a hero, preventing potential disaster. Very nice. So now uh, we all have a better understanding of, of how these characters went from being children to young adults to being hardened warriors uh, in the Hyborian uh, kingdoms. So very quickly, we'll recap uh, a bit what happened last week. If you didn't watch it, you should go back and, and give it a, give it a look because it's, it's very entertaining. So we're going to start with how um, Sobek and Roya got their invitation to High Priestess Setenepre's, uh party. It's easy. They, uh, they broke into the inner workings of the Temple of Set were quickly captured by a group of uh, uh, two groups of guards led by snake charmers, uh, and then they were tortured for information. Um, Sobek uh, 
provided a great deal of false information, uh, which nearly got Roya killed until Roya herself told the torturer priest Zoyos every single thing there was to know about their mission. Uh, he was very appreciative, and he told her that he would not tell the high priestess Setanepere of, of what had transpired here and might even free her friend, the heretical sorcerer priest Sobek, if she could just come to the party and bring the braciers of Mitra, those two other pieces of regalia, to go along with the torque that High Priestess Setanepre already holds. Uh, he intimated that if uh, Roya did not come to the party or did not show up with the braciers, it'd be unlikely that she would get out of Zamora alive. But he did give her an invitation and sent her on her way. He also explained to Sobek as he balanced on a pedestal in the middle of a venomous snake-filled pit throughout the day that if he was disciplined enough to stay on that small pedestal, he also would get to go to the party, that he would be taken at the 11th bell by armored carriage to the party where he would become Zoyos's newest masterpiece of torture at midnight. So that's what he has looking forward to him. Uh, but he does have an invitation of sorts to the party. Sir Drusus Joldan uh, went into the nobles' quarter and uh, entered himself into uh, a fight in the arena against Setanepre's handmaiden, Chisimdi, who was the champion of the arena. And although he did not defeat her, he fared very well with his acrobatics and his quick strikes to the point that Chisimdi was impressed, touched her forehead to his, and handed a very special invitation to him. One that says, please, the bearer of this invitation is to go to the private entrance to Setanepre's chambers at the 10th bell, uh, so that she may grace the champion with her presence. Aurelia and Zamir, after having spoken with Grandmother Wisp, was told to go into the old town and meet a contact at the fountain there at the fifth bell. And they were there, and he came to them and said that they could purchase the invitations if they like. However, if they were willing, to break into Setanepre's chamber and steal a priceless liqueur in a, in a glass decanter and return it to Grandmother Wisp, that would be payment enough. And they agreed to do that and were handed over invitations. These invitations all clearly state that the party starts at the eighth bell and that all partygoers should come as they would. In other words, in whatever dress they want, in whatever armament and armor they want, because Setanepre is a hedonist and she enjoys inflicting and observing pain. So she fully anticipates there to be death, murder, and mayhem at her party. That's what she enjoys. So our camera comes up. It's a little after the seventh bell. Our party, minus Sobek, is sitting in the serpent's pit when a young urchin approaches Zamir. Uh, Mr. Zamir. Yes, young one? Uh, he holds out his hand. 
Grandmother Wisp said that she wanted me to pass on a message to you. Oh, what does the grandmother say? Well, I'm having a hard time remembering. Oh, of course, of course. It is probably because you are very parched and very hot, and you, you probably want something to drink. Here, I shall. And he'll put a coin in his palm, like, for your troubles and for you to rehydrate when you are completed this task. Thank you, sir. You're so kind. The, I, I remember now. Grandmother Wisp said that she had heard from a little spider that a friend of yours, a very strange friend, was going to be joining you at the party at midnight, that he was going to be leaving the Temple of Set in an armored carriage at the 11th bell, and that he was going to be the guest of honor at the party if he got there at midnight. She said you would understand. She is correct. And you have done a wonderful job, young man. And he'll reach into his pocket and put another coin on the boy's hand. You have done very, very well. Did she tell you anything else? And he kind of blushes a little bit. He goes, she, she told me that she's looking forward to seeing you with the decanter, but mainly seeing you. Excellent. Yes. I was hoping for something of such a kind. And he'll just kind of like rub his hands together. All right, now, off with you, boy. I'm sure and you have many things to do. He's already, he's already back is to you, and he's scampering out of the serpent's pit. It's approaching the eighth bell. Um, well, we'll start with those of you who are currently uh, in the serpent's pit. Uh, so Aurelia, Zamir, Roya, Sir, uh, Sir Drusus, Jordan, what would you like to do? This is the same day, right? Same day, that night. Oh, well, that fight took a lot out of me. Should rest. We have a party ahead. Now, I will say your your wounds were were non lethal. So actually, by this point, you're fully healed because they were they were just temporary temporary damage. Okay. Uh, Aaron, would you say that Raya's wounds are also healed? Yeah, yeah. Point? You were healed by the you were healed by the potion. So yeah, you're 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 all back okay. to normal. Perfect. Everybody but Sobek at this point. So the the archer was talking about Sobek, I assume, I assume correct. I just want to make sure that I didn't yeah. read something. Seems likely. That. Yeah. Uh, what were the bells again? You said it's seven bells now, and what bells uh, was so Sobek at, heading at over? The, at, at the eighth bell, the party starts. Okay. No later than the tenth bell is the bearer of Sir Drusus Joldan's invitation to present himself to Setanepre's chamber. Yeah. Uh, at the 11th bell, Sobek will be leaving the Temple of Set in an armored carriage, supposedly. And at midnight, he will be tortured to death slowly for the pleasure of all of the party attendants. You're welcome. Well, we must think very carefully here. We must wonder to ourselves and search deep within our hearts just how much we care about Sobek. Now, that is not to say that we do not care about him, for I wonder, would it be better to try to um, rescue our friend uh, while in transport to the party, or would it be better to let him arrive fully? Now, Sergio Lucis, you have said that uh, you will be there uh, ten bells, yes, and you will go directly into the uh, the chambers. 
the, the high priestess. Is this not right? I'll be there earlier. I just have a deeper invitation. Yes. And you are going into the high priestess's chambers, you said, yes? Potentially seeing her face to face. I don't know what this means. Now, I have a task for you, if you would not mind. We we were together, of course. Um, uh, Aurelia and I were given an additional yes. charge. That is to acquire an item from within those very chambers that you will find yourself. Now, perhaps you, I know you are not a thief. I know you are a man of great honor and dignity, but I can assure you uh, that the woman you will be stealing from is a, um, what is the phrase? Uh, a horrible, crazy, lunatic, evil woman. So by doing so, you shall be doing good. Yes? Yeah, I can try this. On her nightstand next to her bed, there is a decanter. Uh, do not drink this liquid, but take the decanter with you. I can, that is that simple. I can certainly try it higher away. It might be a bit obvious. Well, don't worry. If circumstances allow it, I will do this myself, of course, or I shall be shadowing you to ensure you are safe. Uh, but if I am unable to do it myself, I should hope that you are able to um, fill in for me. Yes? Yes, but it's not the only thing we're taking tonight, right? Well, no. yes. We have a very large and very... Well, it is the, the torque of Mitra, is that correct? Yeah. Specifically, you're looking to see if there's a portal a blood portal somewhere on the premises that will lead you to the under workings of the obelisk of Set in the Temple District. Yes. So if we try to free our friend uh, prior to his arrival, then he would not be at the party to assist us if we have to uh, do other other things. Yeah, it would be easier if we just free him when he's there. Want to yes. interrupt anything. But how? It was... I was going to lean that it would probably be easier to take him from an armored transport than take him from a uh, well-attended party, but I do see the logic to allowing some bits of the party to play out as expected. What does sort of you our tasks? We have to, Jerusalem, you have your private meeting. I have to, or Aurelia, or someone else has to recover the decanter. Uh, we have to... So, was it so just to clarify, Aaron, we go, we're looking for the blood portal to the other place, and that's where we think the Torque of Mitra is, or is that just Correct. something? Correct. Well, okay. you don't know. I mean, Seth and Epre could be wearing it for the party, right. but you right. know that when she is not wearing it, it seems to be under the obelisk, in the chambers under the yes. obelisk. So, so we, we need to see if she's wearing it, and then yes. if she's not, we need to find the blood portals. Well, if anyone can get close to the high priestess, it is Sadrusis, is it not? And he should be able to make that determination for us, I would think. Now, Roya, you and our dear friend Sobek have complicated matters, I think. Is that not right? You have... Um, oh, quite so. You yes, have been indeed. tasked with an alternative. Uh, is that not right? Uh, just delivering the bracers at the party. Yes. Hmm. Is this something we are? Uh, I don't. I know. Is this something do? we're really doing? 
I mean, I have them. They're, well, you have one of you them. Have one. The other one, one of them. The other one is yes. on uh, Gaius Atticus Rise wrist somewhere on a, in a caravansary near the border of the yes. country of Zorora. So, and I would like to be one. paid if we had deliver it back to him. So, yes, I would like to live. Well, just, so we just have to kill him because he's the only one who knows your secret. The priest torturer is oilist. Yes. You you have uh, a bit of uh, ambition that such a thing would be possible. I shall make an assassinate of you yet, Aurelia. Yes, indeed. Well, we must be, I, I would imagine there will be significant chaos and decadence and all manner of violence there. So killing is probably not abnormal for such a party, but a, well, a well-known figure that might be more difficult, but not impossible. Yes. Well, then. I think we could do it. Perhaps okay, we shall arrive we... early so that we may reconnoiter. We might see um, just what options we have, yes? We will await Sobek's arrival and assess the means of his torture and how we may be able to interrupt that. Yes. So we will fade from you as you are leaving the tavern and, and preparing to make your way to Setanepre's compound with your invitations in hand. And we will slide back into the dark, dank inner workings of the Temple of Set, where we find Zobek on that pedestal in the middle, halfway down, a pit of venomous vipers with the torture priest Zoyos once again sitting at the ledge, his legs dangling over as he looks down at you, slowly eating a mango, a smile on his face. He's like, ah, oh, brother, I honestly thought I was going to find your bloated corpse at the bottom of the pit. I'm very impressed. For a heretic, you show grit. It's a shame your friend will more than likely not bring those bracers, because perhaps there would be even a way to, for you to be redeemed into the true mysteries of Set. Well, I just live to make you happy. Oh, and you are. Not nearly as happy as you're going to make me later tonight, because I have such amazing plans for you. My true masterpiece. I can't wait to see and hear the pain in your voice. But I get ahead of myself. I get too excited at these options when they're thrown in front of me. So I'll tell you this now, I'm preparing myself to leave for the party. In a couple of hours, if you're still able to stick to your pedestal, uh, my friends, you met them earlier, uh, they'll come down and they will, uh, they'll prepare you for transport to Setanepres. So do try to stay where you're at, because I would much prefer to see you die slowly and in pain than simply falling into a pit of snakes. So mundane. I didn't bring anything to wear. Will this be a formal event? Oh, no, you don't have to worry about wearing anything. You won't. You won't be. 
We'll let you keep your a little less your, formal then. That's well for you. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Setanepre's parties, uh, you will see everything that thy mind can imagine, and and all the horrors that the world has to offer. Um, but nothing quite so horrific as what is going to happen to you, my friend. Don't get your hopes up on the screaming. I haven't had much water today. It's a little parched. Oh, that's all right. I'm sure I can still wring something out of you. But again, I must prepare for the party. So good luck, and I'll see you in a few hours. And at that, I need you to make a discipline test uh, or discipline or uh, or resistance to see if you can stay on the pillar. And remember that all did fortune points reset because it's a new all session? fortune points did reset. So there's so, a fortune spend that you could possibly use. I think that we talked about last time. Ignore you were the out. wounds. Yes. But that only lasts a scene. And that I might want to save that for a future scene. You don't have that many scenes left, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, do have, you do have to spend your fortune before uh, the dice roll. However, you can spend one fortune point to get a one. So if you have a, di- if you've got any focus and discipline, that would give you two successes, which would automatically be enough for you to stay on the pillar. Yeah, I'm doing the math right here. Do we have momentum to spend? You do not, but you can give, give him me doom. doom. Uh, he's got enough doom. Never enough doom. doom. Master. Uh, do we have audience dice? There is no such thing. Yes, we do. We have, we have, <laughs> yes, you we do. have 16. You have 16. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to risk it. Uh, uh, no, I shouldn't do that. Steven risks something? That's so out of character. Don't you can't. Such a cow. I'm, I'm going to take it forever. It's so big. It's a pot. You could, you could survive it. You could survive the fall, maybe. I, I have five focus and discipline is the thing. So if I rolled well, I'd be mm-hmm. fine, but it is minus four still. So I don't yes. think it'll happen. I'll spend the fortune point. Okay. Uh, so you spend a fortune point to make one of the, to give you, give, it gives you a bonus die and that bonus die is a one. So you have two successes already. So roll your two dice, see how many successes you get. Uh, two successes, but then minus four. Um. Two, uh, yeah, uh, so you have minus four. So you still two additional successes? I rolled two successes. Okay, at the minus four. Correct. Okay, well, then you got a total of four successes. So you have two momentum, and you are staying on the pillar through the seventh hour and into the eighth hour. Is there anything else you would like to do after Zoyos leaves? Um, I would like to watch uh like if there's a guard route or anything like that just trying to make note of like the time between they would pass by that kind of thing um it's difficult because you are you're 10 feet down from the lip of the so but you can give it a shot give me a uh a a daunting observation check so you need to get three successes here to that's not gonna happen with the minus four probably not but you can roll it and see it's not gonna, doesn't cost you anything to roll because you're basically looking for shadows as they move around against the walls, trying to time shadows. Uh, 20 is a complication, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 20 is a complication. You said it wouldn't cost me anything to roll, but I rolled the complication <laughs> in zero <laughs> successes. 
It did yeah. cost you something. I did. I guess I did lie. So the only thing I'm going to say with that complication is you're looking up and and it's so dark up there that you actually can't discern anything, any movement. Uh, you know, you're sure some, but something's up there, but it's you just have no way of knowing anything about it. So you will not be able to check again later with an observation check. So that's the complication. Okay. Um, then yeah, I'll just uh, sit tight. Okay. So we swing back. It's approaching the eighth bell. Aurelia, uh, Zamir, Roya, and uh, Sir Drusus are approaching the compound of uh, the high priestess Setanepre. You were you had the invitations. So you were let through into the uh, into the um, uh, palace district, and you're walking uphill. And as you walk up. You can see from the distance, I mean, there's a, she's got a huge wall all the way around her compound. And the interior of her grounds are lit up from within her mansion. And it's a, it's a one-story um, style spread out um, home. And as you approach, you get to the gate and there are two guards there. Invitations, please. I'll whip it out. Ah, okay. they look at yours and they look at the seal and they go, Ah, you must be the champion who fought Chisindi. I wish I could have been there to see that. And he pulls out of his tunic a gold medallion. And on one side, it has Setanepre's face. And on the other side, it has a symbol of Set, two snakes facing one another. Take this. Present this gold medallion at her inner chambers, and you will be allowed in to her inner sanctum. Make sure you do not lose this, for whoever bears this medallion will be the one to enjoy Setanepre's favor. Oh, thank you. I'll keep it safe. And then he turns to Roya. Invitation? Roya turns over her invitation. Opens it. Mm. I'm so sorry. And he pulls out a brass medallion. And on one side, it's got the symbol of set facing in. And on the other side, it's just got an, an engraved X on it. He goes, this allows you passage anywhere within the party. Uh, the priest, Zoyos, will be looking for you. He is already within. Thank you. And, and he turns just to... A Yes. Got yes. Did you have questions? And she was just going to try to make a little bit of small talk with him and see oh, if he would engage or not. Uh, uh, is there a expectation of many events this evening? <laughs> Even from out here where we guard and watch, they are. There is no way to to know what will happen. But every morning after one of her parties, there are. Revelers stretched out throughout the house and bodies removed from every entrance. I have no doubt it will be a party to remember. I see. In fact, I, see. Thank you. I will tell you now, now that your friend is out of earshot, the last three champions she's entertained have left out, have left with the sheets over their heads. Oh. She is very hard 
on her friends. Oh dear. Well, I would certainly hate to uh, be her enemy then. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. Indeed, which is why we prefer to stay out here, even though we hear the revelries are incredible. Safe, safe, safe place to be. Thank you for your time, and I hope you uh, have a good night. And I hope you survive. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you. And you, miss, do you have an invitation? It's like me, you, Aurelia. And she just digs in her bag, pulls it out, presents it. Ah, yes. Welcome. Welcome. And he pulls out a silver medallion for you, and it has Sethenepre's face on one side and the snakes on the other side. Enjoy the party. It is uh, all of the open grounds are open to you. Uh, enjoy the revelries. Oh, thank you. And you, sir. Zamir will step forward in his finest harness, his uh, his his silken loincloth flapping in the breeze, and he will bare hands. Does not look like he has any bags, anything on him, and he will just lean forward, and then like a magic trick, just produce it from somewhere and hand it over. <laughs> Good evening, my ah. man. You will. Are you one of the entertainers tonight, or are you simply a guest? Oh, I can assure you. I aim to entertain this Eve, but I'm officially just a guest. He looks at your invitation and hands you over a silver medallion as well. Mm -hmm. He goes, now listen, before you approach, you must stay on the path between here and the house. The grounds are very dangerous, and these medallions will not protect you on the grounds. I see. Dangerous. If you stray from the path, you will more than likely die, and we will not find your body until the morning, or what's oh. left of it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I would never think to do such a thing, but what dangers are, are, are there to face? Oh, you'll see them when you're walking along the path. They're very hard to miss. They like to come near the path when the guests are arriving to show their teeth. Oh, well, I am very intrigued. Thank you, my man, for the warning. But, all, but of course, enjoy your party. A curtsy, stretch his leg <laughs> out, flex a bit, get up and walk in. And as you're walking, it's a it's a wide path. It's about eight feet wide, and you're you're walking along this path. Um, and you can see as you're getting closer to the house, I mean, it is lit up. There are torches uh opening, and you can see a very an, an open atrium area that's open to the air. Uh, and you can hear the splashing from something that sounds like a pool, perhaps. But also there are lights flaring out from all sides of the house. It looks like the entire... So there's obviously windows around the entire house. And light is just pouring out of them, lighting up the entire yard, which allows you to see on either side of the path about a half a dozen dire hyenas. Easily easily the size of tigers, 200, 250 pounds. And then you see one of them, the size of a pony, stretch, stand up on its hind legs and start to cackle. And you feel your blood turn cold. And then he drops back down into all fours and they yip and run back and forth along the path. I'm going to whisper into Seldrusis's ear. How many of those do you think you can take? As many need be. Oh, you foolish man. I was just making a joke. <laughs> they would oh. go to shreds. 
And Roya will um, have also kind of had word with uh, Sir Jolden to share the uh, prognostication of the guard <laughs> as to the uh, his fate given other champions' fate. That makes me a bit nervous now. <laughs> I thought you might want to uh, have the warning. I hope it doesn't decrease your appreciation for the party, but watch your back. And as you approach the open-air atrium, there's just great pillars holding up this roof. And off to the right, as you go in, there's a, there's a large pool. And you see maybe a, a score of people um, nude or scantily clad, wrestling together in the water. You can't tell exactly what they're doing, but it, it almost, some of it looks like they're trying to drown one another. And then sometimes it looks like perhaps they're engaged in a different sport altogether. Right in the middle of the atrium, there's a large circular table and there's about six or seven people standing around it. And there's about 20 cups, goblets on the table. Uh, They're clear crystal goblets and they seem to have a golden liquor in them. And these people are just standing around the table, looking at the glasses intently. No one's touching them. They're just kind of looking at them. Um, and in other parts of the of the open air atrium, you see people sparring and chatting. Guards are walking all around, uh, but they're trying to be unobtrusive. And then at the end of the atrium, there's two great double doors that are open. And you can see even from a distance, they lead into what appears to be a banquet hall. Well, the shall lights we enjoy from the around the house are still uh illuminating the grounds, and you can still hear the cackles of the hyenas in the background. Roya's eye would be caught by sort of everyone looking at the goblets, and so she'll sort of wander in that direction. And a, and a, and a very beautiful older woman um, in, a, in a sort of a, a, a dark purple toga, uh, turns and looks at you, and you see that she's bedecked in pearls, and she's wearing a tiara with gems on it. And she goes, "Ah, oh, my dear, would you care for a drink?" Ah, uh, well, certainly it wouldn't be a night of festivities without something to whet the appetite. Why don't you give me an insight check? Such a mercy insight check right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would drink <laughs> snake ladies' mystery It doesn't cost you. It, okay. it doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> Except when I roll a, a failure and a complication. So, yeah, uh, seems... Seems... Like uh, that smells delicious. It's kind of got that look of maybe a, you know, a very light summer wine or liqueur. Oh, thank you. This uh, smells delightful. So she'll take a drink. Okay. Uh, Give me. <laughs> so Beck is so screwed. <laughs> First thing. Give me. Do, give me pointed. a. Uh, give me a. Uh, 
a resistance check. I just want to see what happens here. <laughs> I'm going to use an audience dice for this. You do have two momentum. And I'm always happy to take uh, Doom. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I meant to just add that as an audience dice, not a momentum. So I took a momentum that I didn't mean okay, to. Okay, I'll put it back. Um, I have uh, one success. One success. Uh, okay, you drink it, and it's delicious. And the woman says, damn it. 19 more to go. Would any of your friends like a drink? Starting without me, Roya. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I did. Uh, she, she mentioned uh, this tasted quite delicious, but she seemed disappointed and said 19 to go. I'm not sure what to make of that, but the, the one that I tasted was... Oh, well, hand me a goblet. Do you want to make an insight roll there, Sir Drusus? You don't have to, but no, you can no. if you want. Roya seems perfectly fine. Right. Give me a resistance <laughs> roll. Just roll it off the sheet here. Yep. And uh, you can use, you've got momentum if you want to, or. Oh, nice. Three successes. Three successes. Um, okay, you got uh, two momentum out of that. And it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. And again, the lady, lady, and you can see a couple other people around the table then groan as well. They're like, ah, 18 left. You're ah. right, Roy. It is great. How about you, miss, or you, sir? Would you care for a drink? Oh, no, uh, I'm more hungry than anything. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Fair enough. And you, sir? Perhaps later, madame, but I, I see something else of interest to me at the moment. It's a very long night, and I will make my way over so I can examine the pool and what's going on there with the naked people. Mm -hmm. That sounds like Zamir's jam. Mm -hmm. yeah, it does. Um, when you approach the pool, it, 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 it looks like, uh, you know, anywhere between 15 and 20 people frolicking in the pool, uh, enjoying themselves, However, three or four of them do literally seem to be trying to randomly murder people in the pool. The rest seem to be ignoring this. Uh, and then you see one individual successfully drown someone else. And then he picks someone else who's frolicking. And they go, damn it. And then he goes about his business in the pool. And that person begins to try to actively drown someone else. What a wonderful sport. If only I did not have something else to do. And he will observe for a moment and then he will start to just meander and try to get a sense of guard movements and things at this point, different routes in and out, even stuff that might not be obvious, like looking for, mm -hmm. for anything like that, like skylights or something like that. Give me an observation check, and the number of successes you get will determine the amount of information you get. You've got six think, momentum at the yeah. moment. I think I will go ahead and use a momentum to... Uh, and remember, to, with Conan, it's a one-for-one, one, so you can buy three dice with three momentum. It's cheaper than Octum Cthulhu. 
I will spend three momentum because I do think this might be important. So I'm going to spend three momentum to roll that and see if that rolls properly. It did not roll properly, so let me roll three more. That's weird. Uh, okay, so that is a total. Uh, total successes of... Sorry, I have too many things on my screen. Uh, so my target is a 14, so I got a second success. So there's two successes. Okay, two successes. You notice that the guards, at least in this open-air atrium, um, are really not focused on anything. You know, they, they appear to be bored and just trying... It looks like they're going around trying to count bodies. You can see it almost in their face that they're just trying to figure out how many corpses they're going to have to move at the end of the night. Um, they are armed with kopeshes and small shields, but and they look like they know how to use them, but they just seem completely disinterested in everything that's going on around them. In addition, you notice that the pillars uh, that are holding the atrium up, um, because of their positioning and the, where the torches are, the back halves of the pillars are shadowed. So if you're on the backside of the pillars, you're not going to be easily observed by anyone else. And they do seem to have handholds, at least for somebody who's a relatively skilled climber. How high do the pillars go? Like, do I, do I see where they lead to at all? They go up, to, they go up 20 feet to like the roof of the atrium. And you believe that connects to the roof of the house. And from what you saw as you were approaching, the roof of the house just has a very, very slight pitch because there's just not a lot of rain in Zamora. Um, and it appeared to be kind of tiled in that what we would call the Mediterranean kind of style. So, Could... um. Could Samir try to time it and actually scramble up out of curiosity right now? Like just kind of wait in the shadows. Yeah, you definitely yeah. could. So, uh, so you want to do it unnoticed. Mm. Um, so that's just give us a stealth check. Um, difficulty two. Okay. Uh, so should only be three momentum left. So let me try this again. Uh, I will burn this time. Difficulty two. You said. Difficulty two. I'm going to purchase. With confidence, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just purchase one extra die. Uh, that is two successes. Oh, I'm sorry, three, three successes. successes. Nice. Okay, so you get one point of momentum. And yeah, you easily slip behind a pillar, the one adjacent to the pool, and you're able to find easy handholds for someone of your skill. And you are on the roof of the atrium. You're muted. Oops, sorry. My sound's going crazy. Uh, I'm just going to perch up here for a little bit, observe, uh, and uh, yeah. I would say go to someone else for a minute. I have to mess around with the okay. sound thing. Aurelia, Sir Drusus, Arroya, is there anything you want to do in the atrium area before you head into the banquet hall? Um, Aurelia is going to be looking for potential exits. Um, for us, like outside of just the entrance that we came in, like easy walls to jump. Um. Sure, give me an observation check. Simple, just a one success is all you need. Okay. You've got three momentum. Complication. Oh, I got I one need. success, one complication. 
do love the complications. So you succeed, and then you're looking around, and you rec- you realize that the grounds are so expansive here mm-hmm. that it would you would have to run to the wall, and that the wall would be a difficult but not impossible climb to get over. You recognize that probably as you get to the side of the house, it would be less it'd be less easily observed, at least mm-hmm. from the guards on the atrium. However, the complication is that one of the guards notices you sort of casing the joint. So now the guards are more alert. So f- going forward, any kinds of stealth or observation checks will be resisted by the guards instead of simple difficulty checks. Thanks, Aurelia. <laughs> trying to help. <laughs> Man, these complications, we just keep you guys Pilot are racking complications. Them up. Uh, Roya, uh, Sir, uh, Sir Jolden, anything? Roya, Roya will look at uh, Sir Jolden and just kind of gesture over to the pool. Wave. Did well with the drink. Let me go in there. I got to reserve my vigor for later, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I understand. I think we're done with the atrium. All right, so let's let's slide back over to Sobek. It's the eighth bell. You haven't seen anything or heard anything going on and above you, but you can still hear the hissing sounds of the snakes beneath you. So I need you to make a discipline or resistance check difficulty two to stay on your pillar. Uh, this is just going to bleed me of fortune points. Uh, so we got three momentum, right? You do. You can use all three. I'm going to use all three. So I'll give you a total of five dice. Minus four to each roll. Well, technically. Minus four difficulty. I mean, after, it's, right? no, it's, it's, it's it adds to your difficulty. So it's technically a difficulty of five. So you've got to get a minimum of five successes. Uh, that is six successes. All right. So you get one momentum back. makes it easier. So you've got one momentum and you stay on the pillar, but is there anything you want to do from while you're perched on this pillar? Um, and I'm probably not going to do much until they try to get me off the pillar and then we'll see how that goes. But while I'm down here, I, I don't think I have much I can do. Okay. So we come back to uh, the party and to Zamir on the roof of the atrium. Yes. So, looking around, uh, what paths do I have before me? Creative and normal. Uh, climb. I can climb. I can jump. Those sorts of things. Where where, where might this take me? Uh, you can see that the roof, um, the roof of the atrium connects to the roof of the house, and so you can basically go anywhere along the roof that you want to. You realize that if you get too close to the edge, you may be spotted or scented or sensed by one of the hyenas, but Towards the center of the building, you don't think that there's any way you'd easily be observed unless you disrupt one of the tiles or something, or there's some sort of trap up here. Okay, I will continue to move uh, carefully and uh, stay away, staying away from the ledges, trusting in my abilities. I will stay away from the ledges, and I will continue to explore the uh, the house uh, as much as I can, looking for additional points of ingress, places I can get in windows, doors, small. Uh, balconies, these sorts of things. I like it. Give me a stealth check. 
Okay. A difficulty? Of, uh, is there a difficulty? Uh, difficulty like two. To okay. Difficulty two. All right. Is that uh, is that one momentum accurate? That is accurate. All right. I will go ahead and use it uh, to be sure. Uh, we purchased. There we go. Uh, well, that's a complication, but I also uh, that is also three successes. Three successes. Okay. So your uh, your momentum is back up to two. Uh, but you did get a complication, so true. you succeed. I'm, in fact, I'm just going to give myself doom for that one because you did succeed. Um, right. So I don't want to. I don't want to take away from that success. And you slide over the roof. You don't disturb any of the tiles. And what you do find towards the back of the house, uh, on the right, the right, uh, I would be like the northeast corner, but to the right of where you came in, towards the back of the house, there is a large chimney. And you believe this is probably goes into the house's kitchens. Oh, I have a history of seducing those who work in kitchens. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Does the um does the house go up any further? Are there additional levels? Just one story. It's just spread out one story. And as you get close to the as you get close to the chimney, you can also see out. Uh, the grounds behind the house, and they extend about as far as the grounds on either side. So it would be a, it's it's a long distance to get to the wall from and from I, the grounds would at the edge. Presume of the, the hyenas probably uh, patrol. You can the hear edge. them cackling all throughout yes. the yard. It you would guess that there's probably twenty of them spread sure. out throughout the yard. It is either the hyenas or it is a drunken roya, one of the two. Um, I would like. Who can tell? I would like, if possible, to check the heat of the chimney. Is it so much that I could not climb down? Uh, doing a very, very impressive hands-to-wall, legs-to-wall moment. Uh, or is it uh, is it billowing smoke currently? It is not billowing smoke, but it is, it is warm to the touch. So what I will say mm. is you'd have to do a successful uh, acrobatics check to climb down the chimney and a resistance check to not take any damage, you know, burns and blisters on your hands. But it's doable. It's not so hot that you're afraid to try it. Okay. Um, I would like to continue the exploration, and I would like to do it. Yes, I would like to. Okay. Uh, So we will uh, slide over for a moment to Roya and uh, Sir Jolden and Aurelia, who are in the atrium and perhaps continuing into... Okay. So you walk in, you walk into the banquet hall and you see these, these great tables and they're just filled with all sorts of food, you know, great roasted pigs and desserts and, and other, other meats and treats that you can't even identify. Um, And there's a great fountain fountaining up red liquid um, and people are dipping their cups in it. Then there are people, this seems to be more sedate, at least more normal for a party. There are people dancing. uh, There are uh, troubadours and minstrels playing. There are people eating and talking. And Roya, you immediately recognize someone moving through the crowd towards you. If you want to try to avoid this person, you can try to make a stealth check versus their observation, but you know that Zoyos is moving in your direction. 
Oh boy. I'm not so good with the stealth, but I will give it a try. All right, let's see. Is there assisting in this game? There is. Uh, you can roll one die, uh, and you just got to tell me how you're assisting her. You don't need to use the same skill, but you know you have to tell me what you're doing to help her. Then you roll one die, and if you succeed and she gets at least one success, you add her successes to yours. Yeah, I'll sort of like, I'll notice that she's being tracked down, sort of intercept whoever's in there, try to like introduce, make talk of this party. Okay, so what do you want to, what do you think you want to call that? Like, um, let's see. Council, persuade, society, any of those would work. Oh, society would be best. Okay, and you are, uh, your social standing is two, right? Oh, where can I check that? Should be, it's like at the top of your character. It's the first page, character tab, at the very bottom. Yeah, it's two. Okay, so you're the same social class for him, so you won't get any negatives. So as you approach him, he recognizes another noble. So you go ahead and you can roll one d20. Should if you pull up the tab to roll the skill, it should allow it. There's an aid button, and it'll just roll the one. Aid button. I think. I could just put it at one and roll it. Okay. Got the one success. Okay. Nice. Um, Look at you. So one nice Roya, one success. It's up to you to see if you can get some successes. You do have two momentum, and you can give me Doom if you want to get three dice, three additional dice out of this. Or you can spend uh, a fortune point to get an automatic critical. Or an automatic success if you don't have any uh, focus in it. I don't. So I'm getting one from Sir Jolden. As long as you get and a success. His success oh, doesn't count okay. unless you succeed. Okay. I'll uh, thank our generous audience and get one that way. And then we'll see if I get uh, Long's help. I did get one success. So then I get okay. to roll another d20 and see how I do with that, which is... No, he, he already succeeded. So you, you get his success added on already. So Oh, okay. So two successes. You got two successes. Let's see how many successes uh, Zoyos gets. See how observant he is. And I will, uh, I will use a couple of threat to help him out because he's focused. You got two successes and a complication, so it works. Sir Jolden, he he immediately tracks on you as a noble that he hasn't met and seen here before. So he's like, oh, oh I have not seen you here, knight. What yeah, brings well, you to Setanefre's party? Uh, personal invitation. Could not deny this invite. Ah, well, you t- you're going in, you're in for a treat tonight. I have a special presentation at midnight. It will be something that they speak of for for years. Could you give me a sneak peek? Oh, unfortunately, the uh, it's a piece of art I'm working on, so to speak, and uh, it won't be arriving until just before midnight. But 
You would definitely be right up front. I'm sure you'll get some of the splatter. I look forward to it. I, I was looking for someone. I thought I just saw her, but ah, never mind. Enjoy the party. Likewise. As Roya slips off into the crowd, Aurelia, what do we find you doing as this uh, little play plays out? Uh, Aurelia was kind of like next to Sir Jolden, kind of playing like his assistant, I guess, or so to speak. So she was very just like deferred to him when they were speaking to kind of like help body block Roya as she's like turning nice, around nice. into the crowd. And so as 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 uh, Zoyos walks away to, to continue to look for Roya, uh, you all notice other than the the food and the entertainment, the 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 left hand side of the room, um, there's a beaded. Um, curtain over what it looks like a hallway and there are two guards standing in front of that with coiled cobras uh, writhing up and down their arms and across their shoulders and there's another hallway on the right hand in the right hand corner of the room but this is open um, and you see people moving back and forth with platters of food so you assume that's the servant's wing so you'd think on the left is probably the private wing of Setanepre, and uh, or on the left and on the right is the servants' quarters. All right, Zamir, you are on the roof next yes. to the chimney. I'm going to attempt to uh, to climb down it out of curiosity. Continuing, because there's no is there is there well before I do this is there is there anywhere else up here that I could explore besides uh, if I if I kind of. You can move off, uh, off to the left, uh, off to the west side of the roof. You, you know, you came pretty much up to the middle, up the middle, and then on the east side is where this chimney is. You haven't taken a really close look at the left side of the roof, um, but you can if you'd like. Okay, before I before I go down the chimney, I shall take a closer look at the left side. Okay, the give roof. me an observation check. Okay. Yes, indeed. There Just a is. simple observation check. Understood. Uh, I will, uh, I'll, um, I'll go ahead and take a moment. Okay, two successes. Two successes, okay. So as you look over there, you actually do see what appears to be a skylight. Um, oh. And as you look down through it, it, it looks like you're looking down into a, into a large sunken pool and like a bathing area, a, a high, uh, uh, you know, a noble's bathing area. The room down there is dark at the moment. You don't see anybody moving around, but with just a little bit of starlight, you can tell that that is what it appears to be. Well, oh my. And with the second, with the second success, I will say that when you're looking at this window, it definitely appears to be trapped. <laughs> How very tricky, High Priestess. How very tricky indeed. Is it uh, mechanically trapped or is it um, more sorcery at work here? Give me a thief thieving check. Okay, okay. We shall do this as well. And the more successes, the more you'll know about this. I will then take a momentum. Oh, that is uh, that is four. Successes. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, with four successes, you're looking at it, and you can tell that it is mechanically trapped. Um, the hinges and the seams around it are all trapped, um, with with basically these 
a fine would be basically be a fine spray of poison darts that would explode out if the trap wasn't disabled. In addition, the glass itself is made of uh, a mixture of venom and sand. So you think that if you actually touched your bare skin to the glass, you might get a contact burn from that. And the final bit of information you get with four successes is that there is a warding gilf on it, a sorceress trap that you think if you don't properly bypass it, something is going to happen. You don't, I mean, you could try and roll a sorcery check if you want to see if you have an idea of what it could be. Let me just uh, check my uh, seven in sorcery. Um, this would take three successes. I'm going to just assume you get if you not. get one success, you'll understand what the what the nature of the trap is. If you get three successes, you would be able to bypass it with a thieving check. Um, sure, I'll give it. Who knows? I'll give it a roll. Um, actually. Hmm. All right. I'm going to. Can I do with a fortune again before I roll? I, I, I'm confusing. Oh, it with, before you roll with a fortune, you can introduce a truth about the story. You can get an automatic. Uh, you can get an automatic one. So you get a free dice, and it is automatically a one. So that gives you at least one success. Uh, or you can spend a fortune to re-roll all of your dice. Okay. I will. All right, I'll give it a go. I'm going to burn a fortune to get an automatic success. Uh, I'm going to take a momentum. And are we doing audience dice? Is that what we're doing? Yes. I haven't really been paying attention to that. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, so... At least for tonight. We may not be after it, because I've got no enough. way of getting doom with audience dice. But we may be <laughs> yeah. doing something else with audience dice in the future. Fair enough. Um, so I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do... One extra d20. Okay, so, and then I've spent a fortune. Okay, so I plugged it all in, and now I roll. Uh, I'm just going to roll it anyway, because I, I forgot to change it to three difficulty. Oh, I did it. Three. Three successes. <laughs> so you recognize that this is a summoning spell bound oh, no. into the glass, and that if you had not properly and what you had to do is as you were as you were shifting the ward around and pulling it up you actually had to fill it in as it broke because you'd seen something like this before and that prevented a child of set from being summoned onto the roof which would have oh, yeah. immediately attacked you oh yes most certainly How very but you were able to bypass the ward the 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 other traps are still in place but the ward has now been broken okay without being activated I, of course, would like to uh, try to uh, disable this, but uh, if you would like to go to others, that is fine as well. Let's see if you disable the trap first, and then we'll go back. Okay. Uh, is there a difficulty with this? Uh, for the traps, uh, yes, a difficulty of three. Okay, I'm going to... Let's see what I can do. Oh, goodness, goodness. Um, I will say this. You would succeed at fewer successes, but other things would happen. If you get three successes, you do it without alerting anyone or anything else happening. Okay. I believe we are at zero momentum, by the way, because I did not. So I just moved it down to zero. I will. Oh, goodness. Do I spend the fortune to get another? Yes. Yes, I will. I don't want bad things happening to my face. 
Um, all right, I'll spend I'll spend a fortune. So I think I'm down. Yeah, I'll spend a fortune to get an auto. It's thievery. I'm assuming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, thievery. All right. So I'll I'll do that, and then well, you've got to focus. Get, so that gives you two successes right there. Yeah, and I'll even because I I don't want to screw up. I'll even give you a threat to get an extra die. Is that right? Can I or doom, Susan? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let me. So I'll do a doom fortune, and this is going to be a difficulty of. Would you say the difficulty was three? Three. All right. Three for a complete success. Okay, that is a total of four. Four successes. You get you get one momentum. And you pop that, you, you disable the traps uh, and you pop the window open and you set it to the side and no one knows that you've done it. Now let's go back to uh, Roya, Aurelia, and Sir Joldan in the banquet hall with, with Zoyos somewhere in here looking for Roya. So that's a very, by the way, uh, mechanically speaking, for those watching, that uh, that ups the danger. So when we up the danger, uh, the Doom Master gets Doom. Now, this is just a small bump, so I only get one point of Doom for this. Because Jeff successfully did everything without alerting anybody, I get no Doom because the threat level did not increase for the crazy stuff he was doing on the roof. So that makes me sad, but I'm impressed. Okay. <laughs> So what would you like to do in the banquet hall? Yes, all this food and drink. It's not every day we get to feast. So we'll just grab some plates, or I will at least. Okay. Aurelia? Roya, after, if Aurelia is okay with it, because um, mm-hmm. Aurelia was sort of blocking for Roya, and so mm-hmm. Roya was moving out. Um, and if Aurelia is okay with it, Roya would just sort of like hook her arm and try to go kind of toward the open, unguarded hallway back to mm-hmm. where kind of the kitchen area is. Uh, if Aurelia wants to join. Sure. Yeah. I think I would, if he is looking for me in this room, sneak off that way. So would you say you're being, so you, you are kind of trying to be sneaky and not necessarily stealthy, but I mean, you know, unobserved. We're trying to blend in. Okay. And not, yeah. So okay. which of you has the worst stealth? I've got nothing in stealth. Uh, I have, target I have number. 13 target number. I've got, I've got eight, a target number. Okay. So, Roya, roll stealth. Yes. And uh, you need two successes. Um, each round you're in here, the number of successes you need will go up because he's quartering the room looking for you, so... Okay, I will spend a fortune. And what's the difficulty going to be? Two. Two. Okay, so I think I'll just spend the fortune. And we'll go from there. Okay, so that gives you one success automatically. Since you don't have a focus in stealth. And uh, you do two it. successes and we'll get two successes. Back. So uh you are you are in good shape. So you're able to slide off towards the servants uh corridor and no one notices you, no one pays any attention to you. Some servants are coming out and they bustle past you, they look a little confused, but no one stops you. I mean, it would be no one would dare to stop one of the lady uh Setanepre's guests. So you're able to slide into the servants' quarter or the servants' area of, of the home. Uh, Sir Drusus, you are 
uh, got a nice plate of food? Are you trying to engage anyone in conversation? Are you trying to get a lay of the land? What's what are what are you doing other than enjoying some delicious food? Yeah, I'll try snooping around a bit, see what's around. Further investigation. I like it. Now, are are you thinking? Are you trying to uh, like observe? Patterns of movement. Are you trying to get some insight into the guests that are here? What are, what what are you trying to find out? Hmm. Not observing the guests really. Maybe okay. more structure, just how it's laid out. Okay, just give me a simple observation check then. Report this to see what happens. Oh, I got one. Hey, right, one success. Okay. One thing you do notice is that the windows in in this room are incredibly expensive. I mean, glass on this scale is almost unheard of, and it looks quite flawless and quite thick. So you you think that it's highly likely that it may be of sorcerous origin. You've seen upas glass like this in the past on a much smaller scale, but you think that it's probably this almost indestructible glass. Uh, so it would be difficult if, if you're right, it would be difficult to like, say, jump through the window if you had to. Gotcha. All right. At this point, Sobek, a group of under priests and two snake charmers come to the lip of the pit as the ninth bell goes off. And they lower hooks and they hook your shoulders and they drag you out of the pit. Gentle, gentle. <laughs> oh, don't worry, you heretic fool. You won't have to worry about anything past tonight anyway. And exactly they how many are there? You said two snake charmers, right? There's and two snake charmers and, and two other guards that were helping them. Just temple guards. All right. That does affect my math. Uh, sorry, what were you saying? That's it. If, what the, well, they were preparing to tighten your bond, your bound, uh, your bonds behind your back. Um, but if there's something you would like to do at this moment before they take any other action, go for it. Uh, no, I'll let them tighten the bonds for now. Uh, and let's get a little bit closer to the outside of the temple. Okay. So they tighten your, your, your bonds. They, they, they bag your hands and tie them together. Uh, they, they shackle your feet together. They gag, uh, right before they gag your mouth though, they open this, this, um, bottle of this most vile smelling liquid and they close your nose and they force your mouth open and they pour it down your throat and uh, it tastes horrific and your stomach roils and you begin to go into spasms um, your, your feet rocking against the floor, your head banging against it, but as they subside the venom has been deactivated in your system and you're back, your wounds are gone, and you're you're fully healed as they gag you. And one of the snake charmers leans over, pats you on the face. It's no use torturing a near dead man to death. They don't last long enough. 
Master Zoyas wanted to make sure you were in perfect health, so he had plenty of time for his work of art. I always knew he cared. And at that, they gag you and begin dragging you through the temple. And I guess I missed my window there. Well, you've got fortune points. You can always introduce the truth into the story to a certain extent. So, uh, but you are being dragged into another room. You're not being dragged out of the temple at the moment, uh, but you are being dragged into another room. And they say, don't worry, we're going to clean you up and clean the vomit off of you and all the stink. You can't be presented to a party looking like the heretic sorcerer you are. Sobek is fairly fastidious, so I think he would actually appreciate that. Uh, he, he'd go along with that. He wouldn't cause too much trouble. Okay. Um, and then we find ourselves back to Zamir, above the bath of potentially the high priestess Setanepre. Oh, dear. Yes, this is probably a terrible idea that Zamir is under here, but he does not care. So he does not see... Or uh, anyone inside. I know it's very dark. Does he hear anyone inside now that the me, window is open? This guy. Give me an observation check. Okay. Excellent. Is it another, no more, a higher I roll, the more information? Yes, that is correct. Then I will most certainly use that momentum. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Three successes. Nice. Okay, so with three successes, you're certain there's no one in this bathhouse. Um, but you do realize that the water in the bath is still steaming. So it's either either they're heating it somehow or someone has recently brought the hot water into this bath. You also hear, you can tell now that there is a door, um, an actual door. And on the other side, you can very faintly hear two voices, a female voice speaking in a very haughty language uh, or a very haughty tone um, and a male voice, uh, a gruff voice, slightly subservient, but doesn't sound, doesn't sound like he's agreeing with her, but they're not exactly in an argument, but there are at least two people in the room next to the bathhouse or the bathroom. I see. So there, is it a language that I would know? Can, can I can I make any out of the conversation or is it just voices? It is sort of Stygian. Okay, which I do not speak. So, okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Um, the, oh, goodness. And and it is, it is very dark. I cannot make out the room other than that it is a, a bath. Do I see, is it possible to see any other places I might hide? Within here, shadows. Um, there is there is a, a, a large cabinet uh, on one wall um, that you know you don't know what's in there, but it's a it's a closed cabinet. Uh, there are uh, seats within here. There's a large standing mirror that you could potentially hide behind. So there there are places you could possibly hide. Okay, I would like to, if I may. I uh, try to hang down and swing inside without uh, falling into the uh, the water. Okay, for a for a person of your skills, that's you don't even need to roll for that. That's a simple. It's a simple drop for you, and you 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 effortlessly f fall into this uh, into this bath area, um, and you can more clearly hear these voices now. They're definitely discussing something in a very serious tone. 
you could see the big standing mirror. It's it's tilted out, so you could get behind it. You see the mm-hmm. cabinet there. You see a, a, a couple of basins that look like they may be used for washing up. Uh, there's a foot bath down there. And then, of course, there's this great tub. Uh, in the door, there's a single door, and it, is, it goes in the direction of where the voices are, yes? Correct. Okay, I will currently hide, uh, presuming with the warming of the water that someone is about to come inside. So I will try to uh, hide, uh, probably behind the mirror, I think. It's a mirror. He's quite fond of mirrors. He can see himself. Give, give me an advanced stealth check, and we'll, we'll, we'll hold that against an, any observation roll that may come up. Okay. Uh, so with the whole last roll, I wasn't sure how to, what to do with momentum. I got the three successes. Does any of that go towards momentum? Uh, no, that was all, I, I told you, it was all based on observation. So, gotcha. uh, that's, that's why you heard the, the, the two voices on the other side and, and got the full layout of the room. I will give you a doom for one dice purchase. All right. And I will, is there a difficulty? And also for everybody watching, as I discussed earlier, um, I get two doom because uh, because Zamir or two additional doom because Zamir has now dropped himself into a very dangerous situation. That is the only thing Zamir knows. Uh, well, that of course, all the women and <laughs> killing people. And, uh, okay, uh, that is three successes. All right, so three successes against any future observation roll that might be made, and you've. You, you, you find the deep shadows behind the mirror and you tuck yourself in there uh, and you think you're pretty secure. Uh, Roya and Aurelia, you're in the servants' quarters. Um, it leads in immediately to this very large food prep area and this very large kitchen. Uh, there's a, a chimney. Looks like it's cooling off now. Looks like this is probably where they roasted that pig. But there are still cooks and servants in here preparing meals, preparing drinks. Uh, they all look at you, and they look concerned, but they also do not interfere. What would you like to do? Uh, probably uh, apologize and just be like, oh, sorry, and... Uh turn around unless you have something else in mind uh i was definitely wanting to kind of get the layout here looking if there's kind of an, an exit here mm-hmm. if we needed to kind of make our way out um sure give me an observation check all right you both can if you'd like or you or one of you can aid the other either way aurelia are you decent at observation uh my tn 13 you should go right ahead <laughs> i've got six uh, can I try to assist her? See Absolutely. I... Yeah. Just roll right. one dice. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well, with, you. well, with two successes, as you guys are both looking around the area kind of discreetly and the servants are trying to get out of your way, you recognize that there is a back door uh, that opens out into a yard area 
when you look through, uh, it's it's opened a little bit to let some of the cooler air in because it's so hot in the kitchen. Uh, you can hear the cackles of the hyenas out there, but when you look out, glance out, you see an area for wood chopping, and it looks like a couple of small outbuildings out there. One of them might be for smoking meat. One of them might be an outhouse for the servants. You're not sure. But more importantly, with that second success, you see kind of tucked away in the corner of the kitchen, a small hallway leading to the west, which you think may be a, a servant's secret hall uh, to lead into maybe some of the other areas of the house, you know, so they could deliver things unobtrusively. Um, Aurelia is going to speak to one of the servants nearby. Um, okay. I, sorry, pardon. I heard there's going to be a show at the 12th Bell um do, where would that be located out on the grounds or in the banquet hall oh oh my lady i i i shouldn't even be talking to you but but since you asked no they 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 normally do their they're such horrible things they they do their shows out in the atrium um and then everyone who is observing the shows who get covered in what happens from the shows they they get into the pool and finish it's i'm i'm sorry lady of course that is probably something yes it's it'll be in the atrium that's where you'll want to want to see it if you want to see it okay uh i will avoid that. please don't tell the mistress i said anything to you i shouldn't have said anything oh no thank you uh and it's between us in aurelia <sighs> thank you thank you so much and Roy is going to try to um, power on through to that back door. Okay, you can walk straight out the back. Nobody's going to stop you from walking out into the uh, into the back uh, courtyard. And you go out there, and you do see you see definitely a room that's for smoking, or or a, or a small building that's for smoking meat. You see one that you think is probably a laundry, actually. Um, and you see, and this is like a paved area out of the back house. And there's a small, also a small back deck over on the west, northwest corner. You can see out of the corner of your eye that looks like it may be an outdoor eating area that comes probably off the master suite. But what you also see is five very large hyenas basically just parked right on the lawn looking right at you. Not moving. They're not moving off the grounds and onto the patio, but they are watching. And Raya's just like step, 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 half step. Look, look, look. Backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. And Sir Jolden, while uh, while Aurelia and Arroya are in the uh, kitchen area and uh, our friend Zamir is hiding behind a mirror and possibly Setanepre's bathroom... What are you doing? Uh, there's sort of like games happening around. Maybe we'll participate in those until the time comes. Actually, yeah, there's there's arm wrestling. There are people that are doing exhibition bouts, um, some to the death, but most people seem to just be testing their skills and trying to gain the attentions of some of the other ladies and gentlemen that uh, that are observing for, you know, either for a coin or for future considerations, who knows. But uh, yeah, you're easily able, as, as, a, as an obvious noble warrior and 
you can hear throughout the hall whispers of, oh, yeah, he's he's the one who fought Chisimdi, almost almost took her. And, you know, so, I mean, there are lots of people who are interested in in speaking with you and seeing, you know, how strong you are and what you're capable of doing. Yeah, and I'm going to hop in here, maybe some arm wrestling, entertain Excellent. them a bit. Yeah, uh, hey, if, uh, give me an athletics Simple athletics check, and we'll we'll roll it against one of these Yahoo's athletics, and we'll see how you do. Okay, I'm a twelve ten. Yeah, I got two. All right. And yeah, you easily, uh, easily take this guy. Um, I mean, just power him down with almost with with almost no regard. And he, his hand slaps so hard against the table, uh, you think you almost broke it. But he's thankful. He's like, "Oh, that was that was. Thank you, Sir Jordan. That's you are so powerful. No wonder." Ah, oh, well met, friend. Uh, and at that, we find ourselves back in in Sobak's uh, bathhouse as he's being cleaned and oiled and provided new robes. Um, Sounds fancy. They're sort of draped over your shoulders and tied around your body so they can be easily removed. And uh, the the uh, two acolytes that are are bathing you are, are they're like, if if you like, we offer to those who are going to the master's affairs. We have a little draught, a small potion. It will it will dull all of your pain and your senses. You, the agony will still be intense, but it, it won't necessarily be enough to break you, if you'd like it. Uh, I'm still gagged, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'll shake my head now. Okay. All right. May 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 Set accept you into their coils. I'll give them each a friendly nod, and then uh, start walking whichever way I'm supposed to go. Uh, they, you're uh, you're actually still being carried around. Your, your oh, feet even are better. Still bound. Um, so they will. They then after you're you're prepared, they're carrying you uh, out towards the rear entrance of the temple, where you'll be loaded into the carriage. Uh, do I see the carriage? I'm really uh, just waiting to to see some open air. Yeah, yeah, not yet. You're, you'll be you'll be out there uh, in a moment. Uh, Zamir, you hear uh, the door. Uh, you hear a door open, and you hear two voices leave. You think that no. You think both voices have left the room that you were adjacent to and have gone out into other parts of the house. Do I still feel the heat of the steam in the pool? It's cooling slightly, but it's still warm. Ah. So it feels a little cooler to you, but you're not sure. It may feel cooler because the window, uh, the skylight is off, so you're getting some cool air in. So it may be cooling the water more than it normally would be cooled. I see, I see. I shall brave this moment. And I shall see if I can first uh, peek into these cabinets, see if there's anything of interest within them. Uh, they're, they're very plush, Stygian cotton towels. 
um, and garments, undergarments, and lingerie, and robes, and silk, Catan silk. Uh, there's some makeup and, uh, you know, uh, glosses and skin paints, but nothing of, of great value. I mean, you could probably get two gold pieces if you were able to take all of this with you. The mayor will grab a very fine robe, actually, a silken light robe. Mm-hmm. Just, in ca- just in case I have to wear it as disguise. Of course, that is the only reason. Uh, he will grab it and he'll tuck it under his arm for the moment and he shall go to the door uh, where these uh, voices are coming from. He shall listen carefully to ensure that there is no one here. Give me an observation check. And obviously he will also take a very careful, careful look at the door itself. Uh, and I have nothing to give, so it's a straight roll. You know, you people got to get some momentum here. Like, what's going on with you? <laughs> some of us are doing, like, next-level stuff here. <laughs> Did Jolden get one momentum? That's for uh, freaking leg? momentum. Double two. Hey. Because you only needed one success. So uh, you get your three momentum, and you hear nothing on the other side of this door. Uh, you think the room on the other side is empty. In fact, you're fairly certain uh, that the door out of this room opposite you must be closed because you can't even hear the party going on. I shall take a very careful look at the door. I shall take a deep breath. And I shall push into the next room carefully. A little bit at first, peek, and then I shall continue if the coast is clear. We'll roll your observation check over. The door, you didn't, the door's not locked and didn't appear to be trapped in any way. Uh, obviously, she doesn't ever expect anyone to be in this area without her being aware of it. Uh, and as you peek through, you see a large, uh, a large bed, a large circular bed and great thick blankets and large pillows heaped up. And you see what looks like a uh, uh, an X against the wall made of wood with manacles on it and a, a rusty color coating it. And on a bedside table, you see a very fine crystal decanter. Zemir it's about will, three feet tall. Zemir remarked to himself that as he looks at the X on the wall, Sir Drusus is going to have a fabulous evening. <laughs> and then, oh my God, Zamir is going to very carefully, uh, being very mindful of the floor, traps and such, different pressure plates, looking at tiles, no, very patient, uh, and will try to make his way towards the decanter. Give me a thieving check. Oh, yes, yes. I don't know why it gave me six momentum because i banked it and it banked like six but i think there's there should should be be three three. yeah uh is there a difficulty that we're at here oh just a simple check we'll see how you do okay uh i'm gonna purchase one just to be safe Mm -hmm. Uh, and go from there okay i got one success (laughs) i purchased that one holy crap (laughs) that was a rough roll but uh, so as you're looking around, you don't see any obvious signs of traps um, on the bedroom 
uh, on the floor of the bedroom, around the nightstand, around the decanter, around the bed. Looking over towards the door, it looks like it probably is trapped. Um, so if you were going to go out the main the main bedroom door out into the house, uh, you might have to deal with the trap. But inside the bedroom itself, there doesn't appear to be any traps. Uh, I would like to try to do two things then. I would like to take the decanter, obviously, but I would also like to try to um, sabotage the uh, cuffs on the X a little bit, make you know, something like that, something just in case things go very foul for Ceterusis. I want to give prepare. Me a, give me a thievy check, and depending on how many successes you get, will determine how effectively you are able to sabotage the manacles without them appearing to be sabotaged. Okay. I will burn another one of the momentum I earned before to uh, to get an extra dice. And that'll roll again. Come on, come on. That's much better. That's five freaking successes. This is how you okay. Oh my so, gosh. So you get two momentum back because um, three okay. successes were all you needed. You're able to completely disable these manacles, but it doesn't look like they've been touched. So basically, even though they'll click, all, all Sir Drusus would have to do is pull his wrists and they will pop open. But they look like they are perfect in perfect condition. Excellent. I will then uh, grab the decanter and return to now, the- Now it's three feet tall and weighs about 40 pounds. Oh, goodness. Well, I will still grab it. Uh, mm -hmm. Zamir, I, he is very lithe, but I think he can carry. Uh, but he will return to the bath and he will- probably go through the uh, items within the cabinet, make some sort of impromptu sling or pack or such. He's very un unaccustomed to wearing such things and probably start planning a way up and out uh, while... Uh, sure. Yeah. So while you think about how you're going to get up and out, we'll go back to Roya and Aurelia and Sir Jolden. Uh, so Roya is going to see if she can persuade one of the servants here to uh, get her a servant's outfit. Speaking of a little bit of a disguise. Okay. Wasn't um, there like a laundry outside though too? And also uh, creatures outside oh, that yeah, were staring. <laughs> uh, okay. Give me a persuade check. Um, it's going to be difficult though, because these, these servants are terrified for their lives, but three successes um, now, I will tell you this. You can mitigate that with coin. So for any for every gold you're willing to give a servant, you can drop the number of successes required by one. So if you give them two successes or two gold coins, you'd only need one success. If you give them three gold coins, you can do it without rolling. Uh, sure. If you've got that much money. I do. Um, it's up to you. I will... Yeah, I'll give three. Okay. The servant looks at you. She's like, takes these bags of gold. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. come with me then. Come with me, ma'am. Shh, be very... Here, and she pulls out the servant's outfit and she says, here you go. Um, I won't be here when you get changed. Uh, you won't see me again. Uh, make sure you, if you see any of the other guests, keep your eyes down mm -hmm. 
and just do anything they ask of you, anything they ask of you. Understood, yes. And if you find yourself in front of uh, the lady, the high priestess, or any of her, any of her, 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 the greater priests of Set, uh, Zoyos, or 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 the coils of Set himself, um, make sure you prostrate yourself in front of them, and make sure you keep your veil up on your face at all time. They don't want to see the servants' faces as we move about the ground. This this is perfect. And you've never seen me and you don't know me. And if you're doing something evil, I don't want to know about it. And good day. And she flees. But you now are dressed as a servant with a veil, making it much more difficult to tell who you are. Perfect. And Sir Jolden? I think I'm just buying my time. Okay. Aurelia. Um, Once Aurelia sees that Roya has like the servants thing, she's going to... Okay, like nod at her, like, okay, I see what you're doing. And then she's going to go out to find Sir Drusus to like resume her uh, kind of like hanging, basically mm-hmm. like his attending. You see him in a corner. There's a, a large group of other party goers, men and women surrounding him, patting him on the back, asking him how he managed to nearly defeat uh, Chisimdi. So he's, he's a clear center of attention and he's drawing a lot of attention away from everyone else. So he's, he's acting as a great and distraction as while, we are. While he's doing that, I would like to observe the other attendees in this room mm-hmm. and kind of get a sense of like what they're up to. Um, if there seems to be any conflicts between people that we might be able to escalate later if we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that. Give me an insight check. Uh, the more successes you get, the more information you will get. Okay. Um, I would like to use a momentum. And then for funsies, I'll give you a doom. That is fun. I like it. Four successes, got three momentum back. Okay, well, do you... I'll tell you this. Uh, I could give you information up to the four successes limit, or if you want some momentum, I can give you less information. How how would you like to parse it? Um, most information I can get. Okay, so uh, for four successes, what you're noticing is, one, you notice that most of the people here within the banquet seemed to be a little older than the people that were in the atrium. They are more finely dressed. They, are, they have more jewels. They are higher levels of society from within Zamora. You identify a small group of nobles who are standing um, away from where uh, Sir Jolden is. Uh, They're in a corner and they're talking with one another. You do notice an interesting thing uh, on the inside of the wrists of each one of them. They're each wearing a golden bracelet. But as you are glancing around, you see on the inside of each one of these small golden bracelets is the very, very small obsidian spider Oh, um, while they're talking. So they're animated. Their hands are up a little bit. Their sleeves slide down. And you catch that on all three of them. Do and I dish, recognize that? Um, you, yeah, with four successes, I'm going to say yes. You recognize that more than likely these are not adherents of, of the cult of Set. These are probably followers of the spider god. 
Oh. And they, the spider god, is rec- his temple has recently been erected in Zamora. Uh, and he's vying for um, power and status within the city. The god of assassins, god of thieves. Um, so this is potentially... I mean, you don't know if uh, uh, Sadanepre invited them knowing who they were or not, but them being at her party is definitely of interest. Mm. In addition, I mean, you're able to immediately see and cite on um, Zoyos, uh, the, the priest torturer who's looking for Roya, and he is still continually searching the room for her. You also notice the uh, the female warrior um, that uh, bested uh, Sir Jolden, uh, Chisimdi, and she is over speaking with one of the two snake charmers that's guarding the door uh, to Sedanepre's, uh, or well, at least to the private area of the house. And then finally, you notice one other high-ranking member where you assume is a high-ranking member of the Temple of Set. Um, he's a very large, very dark-skinned man with a bald head, and he's got twin kopeshes, and he's got twined um, snakes made of iron twining up his arm. And you hear people around you whispering that that is Axios, known as the Coils of Set, uh, the, the great assassin of Setanapare. Okay. And as that goes on, we approach the tenth bell, and Sobek, you are dragged out of the Temple of Set toward an armored carriage. Dragged? I thought I was being carried. Well, they're they're your feet are on the your feet are on the ground, but the rest of your body is is in the air. They're they're, they're dragging you ruin my robes. They seem to not care as much as uh, they might. Yeah, is it the two acolytes or is it still the four? It's still the two snake charmers and the two acolytes. Okay, uh, but they are like taking me to the carriage where it's like open air, right? Uh, no, it's an armored carriage. So it's um, imagine like uh, no, I mean the carriage is outside. Oh yeah, yeah, the carriage is outside. Yeah, you are you are now in the courtyard, moving towards the carriage. You are outside in the streets of Zamora. All right, so I would like to spend a fortune point to create a story detail mm-hmm. that while I was being washed, uh, the gag was loosened a bit mm-hmm. and I am able to uh, kind of work it down. Is that like an okay? Oh, absolutely. Story That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, and then I assume they also like took off my eye rags and stuff like that when they oh, uh, yeah. yep, yep. cleaned me up. Yeah. And then I will look at the one of the snake charmers, whichever one seems to be like the most senior mm-hmm. and I'll say uh, I've had a lovely time but I think it's time for me to go home you can let me go now and I'm casting enslave mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to spend all our momentum three there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually I'm going to spend two momentum and I'm going to spend my last fortune point to give me uh, automatic two successes here nice. this is a struggle so he is making a discipline check Got it. Uh, fortune is two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Wow. All right. Whoa. So let's uh, 
It's going to be pretty hard for him. I'm going to go ahead and give him his uh, three doom so he can roll five dice. We'll see. I don't, I don't like his chances here. Nope. He only got four successes, so tell me what this that? looks like. Okay, uh, I have to do momentum spends too, though. Okay. Um, so... I can spend uh, one momentum to choose an additional toughened target. I assume the snake charmers are toughened, right? Yes, I don't know are. if mechanically I know. Yep, and then another momentum for two additional minions. So that's yep, two momentum all. there. Uh -huh. um, I only have three momentum there. So I'm not going to spend it on the minions. I just want the two snake charmers. But you can always and give then, me a point of doom if you want. Uh, the point of doom for another momentum? Yeah. I can do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so all four of them are enslaved. And then mm -hmm. the final two momentum I'm spending on fortune favors the bold, compel the victim to engage in a risky act, such as jumping over a dangerous chasm, taunting a fierce beast, going to sleep on guard duty, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I would assume that would be enough to convince them to let me go. So what do you say to them? Uh, that it's just time for me to go home and you can let me go now. So you see the, the eyes of these two snake charmers kind of glaze over and they shake for a second and they, they look up at you and this blank kind of slack-jawed stare. Oh, of course, brother. I, I don't know why we kept you so long. Right, here, let, let us help you get out of all of this. Will you be all right to get home by yourself or would you like an escort? I don't need an escort, but I could use directions. Where is the Snake Pit Tavern? Oh, in the mall. That's, well, It's it'll be difficult, but they, they actually draw you out on a piece of parchment, a, a kind of a map. They go, if you get in here, you should be fine. Just continue to follow the main thoroughfare and you'll find the Snake Pit there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a go good night. Go with Set, my brother. And, and they, uh, uh, they turn around in a dazed, with a day's stupor and uh, sort of just kind of shamble back into the temple. And I am not going anywhere near the snake pit right now. I want to go the complete opposite direction. Uh, and I don't actually know where Set and Nepra's place is, but if I could like wind around that way, that's what I'd like to do. Sure. Um, you can, you can give me an observation check if you want to just try to find it, or you could do either a society or persuade check. If you want to ask around to see if you can figure out, where to go? I don't really want to talk to anyone right now because okay. I am wearing some weird robes and I don't have anything on me. Um, so let's do observation. I like it. Uh, that is no successes. Okay. So uh, you're looking around. You just you're just not that familiar with this part of this part of the temple district. Uh, you do know enough to know that she's got to live in the palace district. So you can make your way towards the palace district. Um, okay. that much I'm fine going the long you. way around. Okay. Um, let's take it back and uh, to uh, our good buddy, Zamir, and his 40-pound, three-foot-tall decanter Okay. for Grandmother here, Wisp. It is the fun thing. During character creation, we all laughed when I rolled a whip. 
but oh, who is laughing now? (laughs) As I like to think he's got the whip basically wrapped around him as if it's another another harness. So it's just Mm -hmm. sort of looks like this harmless thing. So he will try to unfurl it. Um, Was there anything in the skylight that he could perhaps I mean, actually, how high is the skylight? I guess I I should probably ask that. Uh, You're it's 12 feet up. I mean, it's a pretty high ceiling, so. Uh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything hanging from the ceiling at all? Mm-hmm. No. Like braziers or But, I mean, the, the cabinet, Brazier. you could potentially move over, but it would be okay. obvious that it had been moved. Okay. You could okay. potentially jump from the countertop or from the edge of the, of the, of the, um, the tub because it's elevated. And, and maybe get your hands on it, but with the with the decanter, it'll be a little more difficult. But it's doable. Could I, could I perhaps uh, fashion my daggers, of which I have several, uh, in in the whip into my own little like kind of grappling hook? Uh, sort Absolutely. Of like make, so give that Absolutely. a go. Absolutely. And then that try sounds to use... too fun to say no to. So yes. So I will again. When you look at him, where are his daggers? Where exactly are they? And then. Be, even I've though got an idea, no, but it terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Most people, that's what they think, but uh, I'll never, I will never tell. But he will, even though there's no one around, he will still like <laughs> go through with like the magic trick of like, oh, where did I find this? Oh, behind my ear now. Uh, and he will try to kind of affix and create a little kind of grappling hook if he can, and then, yeah. uh, and then give try. me a give me a craft check just to see how effective this is. Oh God. I don't think I'm good at crafting. Yeah, see, he's not intelligent. See, that's the thing <laughs> with Zamir. He's charming, stealthy, and acrobatic. Um, I'll give you a doom for an extra. Is it just one difficulty? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just want to see you, how effective it is. Actually, wait, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I'll give you a doom to okay. get an extra die. Uh, all right. So we'll see. Yeah, just don't get a complication. Okay, I got one. I got one success. Okay, yes. okay yeah, you're you're able to fix the dagger. You're actually pretty proud of yourself, uh, and it looks like it's gonna hold. Okay, so I shall, I shall climb up it. Uh, I will say that I would have taken the rope that I took and kind of kind of created a baby Bjorn, you might call mm-hmm. it, and I have put the the decanter within it to uh, to help cradle it as I try to climb. So uh, either give me an athletics or acrobatics check. Given those two choices, I will, of course, take acrobatics. <laughs> I thought you might. Difficulty two because of the extra weight of the decanter. If you complication, bad things are going to happen. Fair enough. Um, difficulty two, huh? Okay. There is a pool below me, though. But that Have I you don't... used fortune yet today? I, I have used two of them, and so I only have oh, okay. one left. And oh, I... okay, okay. Do I really want well, to? I will tell this? you this. We're going to wrap before too long. So if you want to. All right. You you just talked me into it. I will go ahead. Yeah. I'll. And here comes the fight as soon as you get back <laughs> on the roof. Oh, I am not afraid <laughs> of fights. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything to roll. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, let me write that down. Listen, Hold on. Listen, if I want to get in with Grandmother Wisp, you think bringing <laughs> a broken decanter is going to do it? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, oh, man. It's two successes. Huh? That's what I'm going to need. All right. Since you all are being 
You know what? Never mind. We're breaking soon. I'm using my damn fortune. You're not going to tell me what to do. We don't, yeah. know each, we don't even know where each other are. I could have left the party so long ago. You guys haven't seen Zamir in forever. Um, we got to work on trust. our buddy system. Listen, Samir does the stealth thing much better on his own. If any of you were around, we would be having to use your stealth, which is not a good thing. Mine's 13. Okay, you can come with me. That's why you and I hang out. You're yeah. Not You're, not You're okay. Raya, not so much. Uh, so it says the amount of fortune points you have spent on this roll guarantee success. Would you still like to roll your remaining dice? These can potentially generate additional complications and or momentum. So does but that you need something... two successes, right? Do I... You need two successes, but you get two successes automatically with that one die. So you don't have to roll exactly. if you don't want to. Then I won't roll because I do not want to risk a complication. Okay. I'll just spend. So you are, you are able to uh, easily scale up your whip with this decanter secured to your back and get back to the roof. Now, do me a favor. Give oh, me goodness. an observation check. Oh, I don't. Or like a thieving check. Or a thievery check. Oh, they're they're very similar in the to the point where they are exactly the same. Um, what right? I will. Uh, is there a difficulty? No, get, you'll get different information based on how many successes you get. Observation versus thievery. I enjoy giving you doom, so I will give you a doom to get an extra die. And because I am spending it to give you doom, I am assuming then you will use it on the rest of them and not on me. Possibly. <laughs> that is three successes. Three successes. Okay, so as you're getting up there and you're coiling your whip up and you're setting the decanter to the side and you're getting ready to move the window back into place, the light through the window, it sort of refracts your vision and you see for the first time down in that pool, you see a very, sim you see a disc in the shape of a coiled serpent and you recognize that as the as probably a hatch that might lead somewhere else. So back. Swan dives. <laughs> okay. So we've got Samir on the roof with yep. the decanter. We've got Sobek at the gate to the palace district. We've got Aurelia and Sir Drusus Jolden in the party, fraternizing recognizing some particular uh, some potential disruptors to the party and we have Roy addressed as a servant keeping a low profile around Zoyos and that's where we're going to kill it for tonight with nobody dying and everybody getting away so far hey, so join us so in lives. two weeks where we will uh finish the party potentially maybe find a blood portal possibly find the torque of Mitra, and perhaps escape Zamora intact. Sounds like a lot of ifs there. I just want to clarify, when you say finish the party, you mean like the actual jubilant enjoyment that's happening, not like finish the adventuring <laughs> party. I'm going to let you interpret that however no. you feel is right. I mean, honestly. I With Aaron, it could go either Sobek. way. Yeah, I picture Sobek kind of like joining in the party, like, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said in chat. I'm like, around for the turntables. We're all at this party about to die. <laughs> and Sobek's just wandering around in the street. He's totally fine. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Enjoyed their party tonight. Uh, glad to see Sobek didn't die. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, Jeff, what does the lollygaggers have going on uh, for the rest of the week, particularly yeah. tomorrow? So exciting. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow's a big day. Uh, so if you're in the in the channel right now, you should follow the channel so you can get notified when we go live tomorrow as we uh, we are celebrating episode 50 of our One Ring campaign. We've been playing One Ring for over a year at this point. Did not intend for it to be a year, you know, a 50 plus episode campaign, but it is. Uh, and, uh, and, and part of that celebration is we're going to do a bunch of giveaways. Uh, so we've got Free League has generously gifted us uh, a, uh, a a physical copy of the One Ring bundle and and three copies of the uh, three digital copies of the One Ring bundle and our good buddies over at uh, over at North Foundry Eric who was in the chat earlier tonight uh, they're also gonna give up two fifty dollar gift uh, gift certificates to uh, to North Foundry you can buy dice and, and dice related products. Uh, and all of that is honestly like we, 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 there's no restrictions. So if it doesn't matter whether you're NA, it doesn't matter whether you're, you're, you're us. Uh, so anyone just come hang out and we can get you something. So we're going to be giving, doing the giveaways like all throughout. So we're going to do some at the beginning, some in the middle, some at the end. So if you can't make it for the whole time, hopefully you can make it for at least one or two of them. Uh, but definitely get there early if you can, cause we're going to probably do a giveaway like right off the bat, uh, just to kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, we're very, very excited. Uh, other than that, uh, we also have Holler, which we're, we have a, an announcement that's going to be coming uh, in Holler when we uh, when we start on Monday, which is when our next uh, session is. So come hang out with us that night. We'll tell you a little bit about the fun little twist we have coming in our Holler campaign. Uh, and then Tuesday, Stephen, what are we doing, man? Uh, we're picking back up with Forbidden Lands. Uh, we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, and then we missed a week because of all the storms. Uh, but since Sobek lived, I'm feeling generous and there will be two less tentacle monsters that you are fighting now. Uh, only a half dozen, uh, even number. <laughs> so kind, so kind. And then, uh, next Friday, uh, again, cause Conan is every other week, uh, every other Friday, it alternates right now with Blade Runner, Blade Runner, because of just COVID and some other things we, we were, we haven't played in like six weeks, but we're finally getting back to Blade Runner. We actually ended that on a cliffhanger as both Steven and, and Melissa were about to enter into combat for the first time, not with each other, which I understand is, is probably very likely at some point but nonetheless uh that's what we're going to be doing uh but yeah that's it uh and uh thank you to everyone hung out tonight thank you to those of you who threw out some bits and threw out some subs we got the hype train going on early on in the night uh if you're watching this later uh on youtube or on on uh on, on vod somewhere uh come follow the channel come hang out with us live whenever you can uh, but uh, we appreciate uh, whether you're you're watching this right away or you're watching this five years from now. Thanks for ch checking out our stuff. We really do appreciate it. And Aaron, thank you for running it. We really uh, we really are very happy to have you uh, torment us in essentially. I'm happy to torment you. It makes yeah. me smile. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a high point of my day. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to raid our buddies over at Defenders because uh, Chuck has got them going. I think America is what they have going on. So when that uh, raid thing pops up, come with us and go say hi to him and uh, he'll carry you through the rest of the night for you. Come back tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. See you. Bye. Bye.